1: Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. We have five teams to discuss uh, in the college football season to come in 2016. We promised to do very little in the way of research for these five teams. Actually, we all probably did a little bit of research. We just don't want you to know about it. But definitely no research. None going into this cold. Just to bring you what I think are the essential truths behind each team, which are uh, that they pretty much stay the same every single year. You just need to know the ghosts that haunt them. Joining me for this exorcism, this preseason exorcism of bad expectations, terrible predictions, and haphazard research. Listen to the dulcet tones of our college football editor, Jason Kirk. Hello. Listen to that. <laughs> you, Mike. That's all y'all
2: get. Just that's all y'all get. Just one word.
0: <laughs> Hello! Yeah, I, uh,
2: I'm no 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 longer recording on the phone in a rainstorm or on the busted MacBook in on a on a farm in Indiana. Um, just got like, a microphone again.
0: Now you're just Lionel Richie with it.
2: Now yeah now now I'm now I'm at a uh, now I'm at Little John's house on his mic downstairs.
0: <laughs> I thought it was kind
1: of cool because for a while you would turn into Two Chains after Two Chains verse. You know how Two mm-hmm. Chains after he does his verse on a group track. He turns into like the ghost of Two Chains in the back, going like "Yeah!" just like yelling and saying things. Two Chains, like yeah. way, way back there in the back. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: like yeah. Him doing
0: that. I like to but, imagine it's a clone of Two Chains, like yelling at him to give him a turn.
2: It's four chains. Yeah,
0: <laughs> still, still a wonderful tweet, by the way.
1: Uh, also, that that other lovely voice, great every week silky thank you. to the bottom thank you ryan nanny joining us from brooklyn new york
0: i would describe my voice as chiffon which is to say that you should only Ooh. have a little bit of it
1: my how delightfully decadent
0: like an hour of chiffon sounds terrible and you're listening to this podcast you made a mistake
1: <laughs> speaking of <laughs> speaking of mistakes that you're gonna make you're
0: listening to us talk about college football you're listening to botch college radio
1: Oh, man, we got to talk about Botched. We really don't have to talk about it for long. Not about Botched.
0: Yeah, I don't know what Botched is, and I don't think This is literally
2: like this what either. we were talking about, and we just decided to press record in the middle of this. So thank you for interrupting us, Cold Open.
1: If you don't know, botched is, uh, botched is a show that I watch with my wife. Everyone has one show that they watch. We have very different tastes in TV. However, we both managed to agree that we can watch Botched. It's a show on E! So you know it's good, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's about botched plastic surgeries, and it centers on this practice in Beverly. Uh, not please, yeah, Los Angeles. I don't know if it's in Beverly Hills. I but think everything in LA is either Beverly Hills or Compton. It, either one. Right? I want to say it's in Compton. It's <laughs> not. It's probably in Beverly Hills. Two doctors, Terry DeBro, Paul Nassif. Very different personalities. One of them you might recognize both of them from various Real Housewives of Orange County in LA, et cetera. In fact, Paul Nassif actually was married to one of the Maloofs, the family that owns the Palms and the Sacramento Kings. Uh, that, that's no longer the case. He's still driving a Ferrari, so I think he's fine. I don't think he had the money in the family, and he has a lot of money. So anyway, it's about botched plastic surgeries and how they fix them. It gets really interesting. All you should know is this, that I just get off on, on watching the relationship between the two doctors – because one of them's kind of this like short dude who tends to fat, and the other one is Terry DeBro, who's this thin guy. And he just accuses them of having man boobs, and then they joke, and they get together, and then they give people new boobs. And then I say hmm. people because there's an episode where they remove a man's boobs that he had put in on a dare because he was a professional gambler.
0: <laughs> That's not really a dare so much anymore, is it? <laughs> um, apparently, it's
1: still, a, it's still very much a thing that you can I... be a professional gambler. It sounds to me like he won a bet.
0: Like that's like saying Robocop got made on a dare. The, not I not the he... movie, the man, the robotic well, you, cop.
1: You don't know he didn't? That's true. Yeah, I don't I don't know that he didn't. Hey, I think that was a c co- I think that was a cover story. <laughs> <laughs> they probably just brought him into the they probably brought him in with the gunshots to the hospital and one of the doctors was real drunk and was like, Hey, hey I, man, I bet
0: you I could turn him into a robotic robotic police officer.
2: The, he he bet the Lions would make the Super Bowl and then <laughs> <laughs> Never do that. You have to be a robot. There
0: is there is no there is no version of Detroit film or otherwise where the Lions win the Super Bowl. No, yeah, uh, has it has it ever happened in fiction anywhere? Like Wow, that's a really good mm. question. I mean, uh, uh, in established fiction, there's definitely home,
1: Li- home improvement or anything. There's
0: Lions fanfic out there.
1: Yeah, remember remember the Detroit Lions, the team where no they haven't won a Super Bowl, but they did have so-
0: did have someone die on the field. They did have that during um, a game. And and you know what? I think there are two ways you can go if you're an outstanding NFL player. You can go to a good team and try to win try to win a championship and you know, there are countless examples of this. But a lot of those teams never get there. You can be uh, you can be a great like Andrew Luck might never win a Super Bowl. It doesn't mean he's not a good player. Um, or you can go play for the Lions and never get close to a Super Bowl, but people will really talk about how good you are because you played for because you were good on the Lions. That's Barry Sanders. That's Calvin John. Like there is there is a track record for this.
2: You'll get you like be a, you'll, you'll be a high for rings champion, that never right? happened.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's it's basically like: do you want to beat the game or do you want to show people how far you can get on insane difficulty?
1: Yeah, man, he's playing on Lions. Like, yeah, if yeah. he wasn't playing on Lions difficulty, <laughs> Barry Sanders would have had like nine Super Bowls.
2: Yeah, so so playing on the Lions, it's like playing Donkey Kong. There's no actual end. Right. It's just how just
0: how, how far you can go.
1: Yeah, it's, or or it's it's instead of story mode, you're playing free play. Right. I, I would like to update it and just say that it's the Dark Souls of the NFL. Right. <laughs> the, the, I think that's the Browns. That's the yeah that that <laughs> finishing yeah you die. <laughs> Every play just ends with, you died. Because at least the Lions, you
2: know what's going to happen, right. which makes it sort of a Donkey Kong right. Dark Souls. It's like, oh, oh you fucked up by you opened the, the door that it's told you to open. Shouldn't have done that.
1: <laughs> we, need to re- we need to recut that Calvin Johnson disappearing from the frame gif, right, when the Lions mm-hmm. lose. And right. Stafford's in the background, and he's like, oh, man. And Calvin Johnson just, like, dissolves. He just gives up and drops out. Remember, that happens. And then Calvin Johnson retires. Yeah. Like Detroit just breaks people, and I get this because are they more Michigan or Michigan State? I argue they're way more Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Barring last year's Michigan-Michigan State game, they are way more sparty in terms of
0: I almost got the ring.
1: Oh!
0: no. Keep not dreaming, close. keep dreaming. Uh, we're not here to talk about Michigan or Michigan State, though. We have <laughs> oh, we got some we got some cream of the crop for our last preview episode. We did a good job burning off the teams we didn't want to talk about. Last week, because now we get to, almost almost uniformly, these are teams that I am looking forward to watch, even if I don't necessarily think they're going to do good things. I think that's the accurate way to sort of group them.
1: I will say this. I think in, I would put this in terms that I think Jason will appreciate all five of these teams can cook. Yeah. All of them, like in their own inimitable, not always successful way. They're five very interesting teams.
2: I'd say they all whip pies out the window. I would watch a game... Between any combo of any of these five teams, yes,
0: that is a hundred percent true. And you get to watch uh, at least two of these teams play each other. Yeah, week one. So that's well, good. Week
2: one, week one, we get one. One's a conference game. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel like A and M and West Virginia play a bowl every year.
0: Yeah. I feel like UCLA, Ole Miss, are destined for some sort of, you know, second tier. Maybe that could be a playoff game that d- you know does not lead to an eventual national champion, but that's fine.
1: Ooh, and we get to see we get to see old miss uh actually we can see alabama continue to see if they can turn the corner as a program and beat yeah. old Miss. <laughs> oh
2: boy <it's laughs> can important. they can they break the curse also bama west virginia i think that is an atl game next year that sounds right yeah because they,
0: they played that last two years ago last year
2: oh are, man my calendar's way off okay. are they not doing it again who knows doesn't matter
0: doesn't none of this matters um which one do you want to tackle first? Oh man, there's
1: no, there's no question. Even if we weren't going in alphabetical order, I think we got to pay the people off. I think we got to just give them what they want. Okay. <sighs> I think we got, we got to talk about Bama. Ain't <laughs> no other team to talk about. Mm-mm. I thought you were gonna go for the head fake and say West
2: Virginia, but no, no. <laughs> there's no head fake here. We're ducking our, ducking our big skull and and tucking no, no. it straight down the middle.
1: I head faked you. I didn't. I didn't. You know, do the thing where I was like. Oh, sure, I'll take the biggest guy in prison. Then take, no, I went straight for the biggest guy in prison. And remember, in college football, the biggest guy in prison <laughs> is, is Alabama. Alabama.
2: Yeah, the, the Prison, that's a good way to define the sport.
1: By the way, can I give you the, the Alabama alumni update from this week? That, that of all of the bizarre stories to come out, the last one I would have called was Rolando McClain. Allegedly, on that drink. Uh, 50, 40 to 50 pounds overweight on drank. Which of all of the things that would terrify me from becoming addicted to a drug, massive weight gain is way up there. Like heroin's terrifying, but you're like,
0: eh, you'd be pretty thin. Yeah, it's it's called it's not called heroin thick.
1: Right, <laughs> t h i c c. No. Also,
2: when the name of the drug is lean. That's a lie. <laughs> I know. I mean, you look you look at Young Thug, you look at uh, you you look at you look at Two chains. No, a more accurate description of the health effects is look at what happened to Gucci man when he stopped using it
1: yeah gucci looks like an athlete now uh, yeah paul paul wall paul wall had to have gastric bypass let's
0: call it bloat can we call it bloat instead of lean yeah purple yeah purple we bloat we should
1: rip purple purple bloat i'm on that bloat I'm glo- yeah i'm going
0: is... i'm going bloatin this weekend
2: really like, perp sounds like an accurate description cuz <laughs> just picture the picture the the the, the shape that that sound <laughs> evokes
0: like,
1: if you, if, if you can add Jolly Ranchers to a drug, mm-hmm. it's not going to leave you slim and trim.
0: Maybe use Sprite Zero. You can, but nobody will. Yeah. But
1: that, that's that's the most bizarre thing to me that in all of these, like, you're like – because Alabama players go through this thing where they all come out like Amari Cooper, right? Every single one of them under Saban's come out like these super-driven, extremely ambitious, like, I am going to crush life in my robot hands kind of guys. And Richardson, yeah. Yeah. You tra- okay. yeah. Yeah, I was going to
0: say. Maybe, gonna, this, I was maybe gonna... this list is a little oh, longer. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, listen, A.J. McCarron on an NFL roster, that's an amazing <laughs> overachievement.
0: How
2: do we
1: get to A.J. McCarron? A.J. The, McCarron
0: started line? a playoff game. Yes, yeah. it did. They didn't win, but no. the, the Bengals had to start him for a playoff game.
2: Then, and then he stood outside of Kroger tweeting about Kroger won't let him in or something.
1: Yeah, I think, by the way, that's – yeah, because he was there like two minutes before close, and they were like, nah, dude. <laughs> Which, good for them. This is Kroger, buddy. <laughs> I, think, I think, by the way, that's all a grand plot getting A.J. McCarron on the Bengals because if he fails, there's a blind there. Because they're like, ah, you know why he failed? He's on the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Right, so Alabama could be like, "What nuts?"
2: So you're saying he can just keep losing playoff games. See,
0: you can tell I, this is the Bama preview because we're just talking about the NFL.
2: Just, we're just talking, talking about, about, about the NFL pros. quarterbacks.
0: <laughs> that's right. Which you know, legitimate concern with their rosters
1: year in and year out. Not yeah. whether they have a quarterback. Yeah, they don't need one of those. No. But how much they're losing to the NFL year in and year out? Because whew, that's what that's a real thing for Alabama.
0: I hate to be the person who is boring, but for the team that seems to just embrace inertia in football form are are we just sort of unnecessarily making up windmills at w- at which to tilt and it, can't we just say it's bama yeah they lose a bunch of nfl players and then they replace them and then you know they don't go undefeated but they still wind up playing for the national title or damn near close i, I don't know are we are we just sort of making up word problems because it's fun
2: yeah, I think the dynasty's dead.
0: God, no, that's not what I said.
2: Oh, oh, oh. That's uh, not what
0: I said.
2: Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was just looking at Dan Wilkins' tweets from, <laughs> a, from a few months ago. Um, I mean, yeah, it's the same thing every year. They bring in number one recruiting class. The entire roster came from number one recruiting classes. They don't have a quarterback, but the entire quarterback is charged nothing but blue chips. They'll solve it. There's nothing to worry about. And then like some small problem will emerge. Like the past defense will go from being number one to like number 10 and we'll say, Oh, Sabin has a huge weakness and has been exposed. It'll bounce back up to number one. They, there's nothing interesting here.
1: I, okay. Do you, you want me to actually make the semi-contrarian sure. point here? Yeah.
0: If you want, go ahead.
1: I can, I can try. I mean, it's not going to go that well. Okay. That's but what I can no, say- Nothing
0: here ever does. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Follow us. Follow us down this familiar garden path, if you would, please. But here's here are a few things which uh, I think can, I think affect them. Okay, they adjust beautifully, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you watch, like the most brilliant thing I watched last year was watching the Alabama staff actually have to really work and watching the team have to really sweat out Clemson because that was as good a shot as they got since the Ole Miss game. And they very nearly lost that game. They really did. They had to – that game comes down to a special teams call, which <laughs> – ironic. And, and,
0: and some perplexing ironic. decisions to continue to not cover O.J. Howard, but yeah.
1: Right. You know, they th- that game came down to daring, which to me says that, yeah, you know, you can beat him. You can make him sweat. Ole Miss certainly doesn't have a problem with it because there's a blueprint to how you do it, Right. Because it's a very systematic team and you have to have a quarterback who's going to force you to play in an unsystematic fashion. <laughs> Deshaun <laughs> but, Watson did that, Chad Kelly did Chad that. Chad
0: Kelly's but, been bucking the system his whole life. Bop, bup bup, bup,
1: bup.
2: I think the blueprint is is you need like an anti blueprint.
0: Yeah, okay. no, that's it. You
1: actually have to turn this game like that's that's the reason. If people want like the succinct way to beat Alabama, is you turn it into a game of flow, not a game of downs. As close as you can get it, right? Less Miles,
0: Les Miles is thinking too much is what you're saying.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. less Miles is thinking, like, of all the great criticisms of Les Miles, if you want to get it, attempting to out-Bama-Bama right. every single year has been yeah. the dumbest damn thing. Because uh, he's convinced they can go toe-to-toe, and the fact is, organizationally, they can't. Nick's planned better. You can't out-plan him, Right. So you kind of have to be an anarchist about it. You have to have a player who, if you look at the games Alabama's lost, it's always centered on a quarterback doing things one-on-one against that defense and forcing them off their assignments because they're so pattern-read. Everything, if you don't know, this is your explainer. The reason Nick Saban's defenses are so good is that they're pattern-reading defenses. So they know what you have. They teach how to flow with routes, okay? They don't just have general rules. They teach part by part how to move with receivers. And that's not true of every defense. Defenses are taught a lot of different ways. So that's the reason they're so good. If you can break them out of that, guess what? They're a turtle on their back. They're very talented, but they don't have any idea what they're doing once you start improvising or working at a pace that makes them feel like they're improvising.
0: Like velociraptors. There.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
2: And if if you get them if you get them um, if they if you get them out of sorts and where they don't know what you know exactly what they're doing, then all you have to contend with is every single one of their athletes is better than yours. So
0: There's now you
1: now you've you've even the odds, but not really.
0: But you're still so behind.
1: Like they're at the point where they're so talented, so well organized, and so deep that if they lost two games, it would be shocking. It right. really would.
0: All right. Well, let's 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 do the schedule then. Can you find? Can, Jason, can you find two losses on this schedule? Uh, n-
2: uh not it.
0: <laughs> I mean, so so part of this is that Alabama does not exist in a vacuum, unless you actually live in Alabama. In which case, I think it's just an Alabama Auburn vacuum, which is fine. Um, they the part of the problem, I think, is that the SEC West at this point in time does not feel stacked with. Major hurdles for them to clear. Yeah, Ole Miss, you know, we think at least has figured out how to give Alabama problems over the course of a game. They have Chad Kelly, bop, bop, bop. Um, Tennessee's, you know, this is the year that everybody's looking at them to take some giant leap forward. Arkansas has played a lot of close, bloody, concrete, concrete brick throwing games with Alabama. Um, LSU, still has still does LSU things maybe Auburn has will harness all the promise that they squandered last year but I don't know you look up and down this this schedule and there's not a team on here that you're like oh that team this is the year that they're ready to just
1: yeah I have to like all out I have to sort of start making things up yeah like you go, oh, at Arkansas, if they had Brandon Allen. Right. Yes.
2: If, if it was November. The powers are not mm-hmm. fully marinated yet.
1: If it was November, that's true. Remember, you put it in the marinade, and an Arkansas team really doesn't, like, you know, mature as a meat until gotta,
2: November. got to smoke it for two months.
1: Yeah. That's how they get So So your,
2: your three hardest games are on the road. Uh, LSU, Tennessee, Ole Miss. If you add USC, your four hardest games are away from home. Right. You could probably add Arkansas and say your five hardest games are
1: away from home. Sure. That's at least a loss. Maybe okay. two. Okay. I'm I'm you, I'm just going to take Ole Miss. Why not? I'm riding
2: that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> ride. Let it ride.
1: Uh, I have at LSU,
2: obviously, because uh, my my beloved Bengal Tigers are are going all the way.
0: I have, do. I have to pick one.
2: I think I broke the podcast by no, saying LSU is going to beat Alabama.
0: You're fine. Um. I guess I guess I'll
2: that you're stuck with uh, Tennessee. I guess man. I'm stuck
0: with Tennessee. That's fine. and and you know, Tennessee did did make that a very interesting game last year, so maybe because Tennessee has a lot returning, and Alabama does have a lot to deal with. but I mean, I, the problem is really this, if they lose the old miss game, that's in some ways proven perfect for them because it's early enough in the season that they can use it as a motivating tool, and they can rebuild what they're doing from there, and then they just bulldoze everybody else down the rest of the schedule.
2: Yeah, that's the pattern. Once they lose, everybody else is fucked. So if you're Tennessee and you see them lose at Ole Miss, sorry, yeah, you'll get your shot next year.
0: Yeah, um, or
1: man, or if you want to know the real the real burner mm-hmm, on this one, mm-hmm. if they somehow lost at Arkansas, <laughs> oh Tennessee, oh, Tennessee. Oh Oh, they are road-paced, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be brutal. Um, I'll watch it.
0: Yeah, I can't. I, I, I'm i fine. I'm fine based on what you're saying about a lot of these games. The toughest games are on the road. Um, I'm fine with one loss. Two just seems like such a stretch right now. Two, two doesn't seem like a
1: stretch if the quarterback situation doesn't work out because they use quarterbacks now. I know. That's, unusual idea.
0: That's true. They still have a lot of very talented wide receivers, though.
1: They do, but that quarterback still has to make decisions. And I know Lane Kippen has been great with grooming quarterbacks. Sure. It's still a young quarterback. Okay. And that's still, that's, that's still something that, when you look at the Alabama teams that have deigned to lose two games under Nick Saban, young quarterbacks. Okay. Quarterbacks who aren't necessarily sure of what they're doing. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: So we're saying 10-2 uh, and, and beating Michigan State by, like, 58 in a bowl game. Because that's the pattern for <laughs> any time anytime, anytime Nick Saban loses more than, like, one game.
0: But this time, Michigan State scores a field goal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 61-3. Uh, yeah. Also, also, I'm just going to call it, this is when Lane Kiffin gets another head job, man.
2: Oh, God. Where is he headed? Auburn? <laughs> Oh, you know, man. We, we know oh. Auburn wanted to hire Kirby, uh, the other coordinator. Yeah. They just uh, they all they want is the, they want some of that Saban on them.
0: Auburn is the is, is any is there anybody in the world who's actually concerned for Alabama losing Kirby Smart? Do do those people exist?
2: Um I mean they um, re, they replaced him with another uh top, another another, another, another splinter cell that Saban had he just activated and brought it over from Athens. Yeah. I, I imagine he just oh. said, "Sure, I'll yeah. just Take the other Kirby so Smart, it's a,
1: so it's a trade then.
2: I'll just I'll just hire the Kirby Smart who everyone says is a dick. Sure.
1: <laughs> basically, ba- basically, other staffs are just the cooler for Nick to keep like meat on ice. To right? keep it, like, he mm.
2: just uh, he leaves his eggs throughout yeah, the southeast.
1: <laughs> like a snake. I'll, go, I'll yes. go fetch it. I'll go fetch it from that nest. Oh my god, he is from West Virginia. That's all he's doing. He just <laughs> he's just stashing it up in a holler. He's like, well, better. <laughs> Better go
0: get my Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: he blows blows the conch shell.
0: All right, well, S- S- Spencer, let's talk about Ole Miss. I mean, if they if you have them beating Alabama, oh, I still they're, have they're,
1: them. I still I still have them losing three games. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the other side of this pattern. It
2: won't be all that impressive of a of a loss for Bama by the end.
0: <laughs> um, I will say this: if if whether or not they beat Bama. This Ole Miss schedule has the potential for a lot of pain or like a lot of a lot of a lot of pain early on. If they are too disorganized and Chad Kelly's, you know, Chad Kelly has a little Dr. Bow in him. He's Uh, he's
1: he's what I like to call a high variance quarterback. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs)
2: Let's recall the biggest highlight of Bama Ole Miss was him doinking a ball off somebody's head and someone taking it 70 yards. That should have been a pick six.
1: You hey, can I can I tell you what it was on the scoreboard?
2: Six. <laughs> it was just plain six.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, yes, he is the understudy to Doctor Bow, Nurse Bow. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's the he's the second he's the second coming, right? Mm-hmm. Bo Bo was the father. This is the son, and then the Holy Spirit's going to be whatever God-forsaken quarterback rolls in, whatever erratic interception touchdown uh, machine Treon Harris files in. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe
2: it's Jeremy Liggins, quarterback turn left tackle.
0: Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Another another thing. Remember at Ole Miss, anyone can play any position. He's
0: ho- he, he's <laughs> like, just he's just like, hospital uh,
2: he's hospital wing. Bo, at that they're point. like the Golden State Warriors
1: in more exactly. in more ways than one because they also lose a lot towards the end.
0: Oh come on! <laughs>
1: oh
0: come on! Hey,
1: if anyone if anyone would blow a three one lead, it'd be the Who Ole Miss Warriors.
0: This <laughs> this is dark. Woo! <laughs> Um, So so I believe Golden
1: State did that. (laughs) Yeah. What did that happen? Was that a thing that happened? If you haven't followed it, by the way, just as a side note, if you don't follow Dragonfly Jones on Twitter, do it just for his endurance running through Golden State Warrior fans that has continued from the finals forward and and shows no sign of ceasing. And I'm pretty
2: sure for the entire next NBA season, if Golden State is 81 and 0, (laughs) that'll only make it worse. Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) Ole Miss not going undefeated though.
1: Oh, oh no 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 uh, no! no, no. They, remember, good, Ole Miss. Ole start Miss one and three. Ole Miss is still one of those teams that you know every time they win the lottery. Oh, we're out of money by Thursday.
0: Yeah, those those three losses they could all very well happen before we even hit November. Yeah, this cause, is cause, this is a this is a very tricky early schedule, and I, and, God, I'm not, and I'm not just talking about Wofford, of course.
1: Uh, yeah, because
0: Riddle, Riddle me, who who did they play week one? Yeah, they start with Florida State in Orlando, which nothing to me sounds more unpleasant than spending Labor Day with a bunch of Florida State fans in Orlando.
2: I just yeah I, 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 yeah I can top that, Ryan. I can top that, Ryan. Okay, adding. Adding Ole Miss
0: fans. Oh God! All I'm saying is this: If you happen to be in Orlando and you are not affiliated with Ole Miss or Florida State, if you're in Orlando for Labor Day weekend, you're taking the kids to Disney, you're going to Arabian Nights, you're going to find the uh, the wreckage, uh, formerly known as Splendid China. And by the way, you should absolutely Wikipedia Splendid China. It's the most amazing uh, oh, Ch- Chinese Chinese yeah. government sponsored theme park in Florida history. Um, just tip all your service employees a little extra, because they're dealing with a lot of shit. Do you oh, yeah, think F-
2: all the F- FSU and Ole Miss fans will meet at the Mexico and Epcot to demand someone build a wall around it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is th- this is the one where you have to tell people that that they can't smoke in the Applebee's.
0: <laughs> what, what? Well, yeah, but that's a cigarette, and this is crack. <laughs> If no, you don't want me it's... to smoke crack, you need to you need to indicate that in your signage.
1: No, no, no. It's a vape. It's not a cigarette. <laughs> okay. It's a vape.
0: I know my rights. Show me in the Constitution where it says you can prevent me from v- vaping is my religion.
1: I didn't pay for my in God we trust license plate. <laughs> I thought this was a Camping World classic. <laughs> 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 Sounds like Camping World government more like it.
2: <laughs> so so if you get past an FSU that I think most people would agree is at least as talented and probably more disciplined on the field. Uh, um, by, by,
1: the way, by the way, this is an Ole Miss team, too, that's going to have to do that uh, with only five returning starters on woo! both sides.
2: And maybe your head coach is uh, suspended or exercised or whatever his
1: denomination uh, does. Might, might be the case, too. Yeah. Uh, so then you get Wofford.
0: Listen, Jesus, then, Jesus descended into hell for a spell as well. There's nothing wrong with it. It's how you find the centers and raise them up.
1: Yeah, and then they got to play Wofford, which, uh, you, you know, yeah, nothing. It's sure. nothing,
0: it, yeah, skip.
1: Pass. Then you beat Al- then then you beat Alabama beat and get Alabama. all excited, yep. And then then you probably like lose to Georgia and Memphis back to back. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you got to go
2: at Arkansas, at LSU. Uh, you beat Auburn, then you play chase Georgia Southern around for a while, get all tired, go play a completely different offense at Texas A and M. You go on the road.
0: For the khaki bowl against a team with a good defense, the weirdest cross division rivalry. Uh, is it? Is this a thing that matters to either of those fans? Like, do Ole Miss and Vanderbilt fans feel strongly about like, like, Florida? I, I think it's,
1: I, I think yeah, it's a I, little I, a little more heated than you think. There's is not Spencer's
2: identified the uh, the 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 battleground here.
1: Yeah, it's a khaki bowl,
2: right?
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's the khaki bowl. This is this is a battle for this is a bo- battle for like caucasity. Oh That's yeah, this, this yeah is.
0: this is an accounting firm break room uh, pride battle.
1: This is yeah. like the game
2: between people who rent helicopters for prom proposals and mm-hmm. people who own helicopters.
1: Yeah.
0: For prom. Exactly. For proposals.
2: Yeah, just buy them for that, and then like just park <laughs> them somewhere.
1: Exactly. This is this is the difference between people who have the lake house and those who own the lake right that's that's really <laughs> what we're talking about here um they care but there's just not enough mandy fans to get real like huffy about it you right.
0: know but I yeah this... ho- i i hope godfrey i hope godfrey just t- decides this is the year that he's just gonna go full old miss fan for this game in nashville
1: <laughs> no he's remember his, his soul's dead <laughs> that's what, i mean i sometimes complain about being a florida fan sometimes
0: when do you they... not
1: but You're man. worse than
0: i am and i'm terrible
1: Old Miss fans are at the long, burnt, dark end of something I'll never understand, mm-hmm. something so twisted and, and knowledge so recondite and hidden that like it, it's like oh, it makes Faulkner. You, it makes Faulkner look sunny.
0: Mama was dead. Her corpse played on the veranda, and it was I a mean, sunny day.
1: <laughs> I mean, they are as I lay dying, the team. <laughs> schizophrenic. every chapter's different.
0: I heard our. I, I heard our playoff berth knocking through the coffin.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I tried. I heard Mama calling, so I tried to open up her coffin. Well, if that doesn't describe the NCAA <laughs> investigation, <laughs> you know what was inside that school up north? Uh,
0: Robert Kambicci
2: uh, murdered by a donkey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Um, yeah, this. Uh, I mean, if they if they beat Florida State, do we feel differently about them, long term prognosis wise, or is the schedule just too full of landmines and Ole Miss refusing to take off its nice shoes uh, because, damn it, they want to look nice for this party?
1: Ah, uh, there's so many things that can go wrong here. I mean, yep. it's just a it's super super volatile. They have so many games on the road. They have so many tough games on the road. They have so many like their out of conference schedule is not kind simply with the presence of both Memphis and Florida State. I mean, it's it's it's
0: it's especially helpful to look back at last year. And if you had told if you had told an Ole Miss fan at the start of 2015, you're going to beat Alabama on the road. You're going to beat Auburn on the road and you're going to beat LSU on. By three touchdowns, you're also going to win the Egg Bowl. That that LSU fan or uh, that Ole Miss fan almost certainly thinks that means they've gone undefeated, one loss at the worst. But they still managed to lose by four touchdowns to Florida, by two touchdowns to Memphis, and in a very very bizarre overtime loss to Arkansas.
1: The most bizarre.
0: The most bizarre. So so if you if you doubt that old miss is not capable of taking care of what it needs to take care of but also not doing the basics you're very like like old miss is absolutely going to pay the bills and lock the house and set the alarm and the whole time they accidentally left the iron on on top of a pile of newspapers yeah. And that's yeah. the that's the Auburn game. Why are there newspapers under shh, the shh, <laughs> under shh, the oven? Shh, I like to get Kendiche. basketball. Risk. I like to better myself.
1: So I, this I is mean, a team but this is a team that on offense too. I know they still have Chad Kelly. They lose Laramie Tunsil. They lose uh, Laquan, Laquan Treadwell. They lose um they, they lose they so, lose Kendiche. They lose they lose <laughs> goal line running back <laughs> in defensive end and part-time saxophonist um Robert Kandichi um there's just there's a lot, a lot. here and a I lot I guess
2: I'm not all this. that worried about the losses. I mean, Treadwell they have a ton of receivers that might be their strongest group. Um, they won the Cotton Bowl without Kandichi. Um, they lost, you know, Tr- uh, Tunsel's a big loss, but Here comes the country's number one offensive tackle, and he might not even start. So, like, the specific big losses I'm not really worried about. It's just the schedule is so damn brutal. And, like, for all the talk about their improved recruiting, they're still not exactly a top ten recruiter, which you would need to be to be, like, a ten and two kind of projected team against this schedule.
1: I will say this. I take great joy in them having a left tackle named Gregory Little. (laughs) He's very small. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here's an enormous man. Hi, I'm Gregory Little. Hello. Um, um yeah I, I'll say uh, this this feels like an eight and four team,
0: yeah, and I a that's really
1: in right. a really I will say this like we we've said like all this like, oh, this is so hard. they're gonna be fun this like is, I, oh
0: oh, this is the eight and four team that's going to get a horribly overmatched opponent in a bowl game. oh like, go o- and annihilate. Ole Miss has already perfected this of like be a really good team that can't get its shit together consistently enough to play for something super meaningful. And then take all of it out on your bowl game opponent. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: They'll be eight and four, and they will be better at every single position than the ten and two team they're matched up against, and they will smoke them. And they're going to be so much fun to watch, even in losses. Like even last year, last year like even, their losses were hilarious. I'm not just saying that because one of them was to Florida, but that helped. But the Arkansas game, bless you for that. Ooh, Thank boy. you so much for yes. playing that football game.
0: November, it's real. Um, let's do our last SEC team of the preview. Texas A&M.
1: <laughs> I will let someone else start on this.
0: Pooh boy. Um, oh my. Jason, you wanna you wanna take a stab at this?
2: Uh, so they have Miles Garrett. Yep. That's really good. Uh-huh. He might be the best player in the country. He's their entire defense. Um, on offense, they have like a bunch of five-star wide receivers. That's pretty good.
0: Uh that's their offense. Yep. 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 Uh they gotta play UCLA. Other than yeah. that, they don't have anybody terribly intimidating in the non conference, but UCL opening with UCLA at home has a lot of potential problems. We will save that for the UCLA preview uh later in this episode. Um Yeah, I don't I I, I don't actually know where where the needle is with Kevin Sumlin right now, but it does not feel like it is trending super positively at this point. Because I'm just yeah. Google yeah. Kevin Sumlin salary. <laughs> how, much, how much?
1: It's large. Uh, f- yeah. How much? How much? Kevin? How much did they uh, jump into bed for Kevin Sumlin with? Five, they, I mean,
0: five million dollars a year.
1: <laughs> well, to be fair, with, te- with taxes in Texas, that's like four million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand and seventy-three dollars.
0: Five, five million.
2: So dollars. Even. The 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 Vegas regular season over under on wins. Um, y'all want to guess what it is?
1: Sure. Yeah. Sure. I, I'm I'm gonna say they're five five and a half.
2: Ryan. Uh,
0: I'll say seven and a half.
2: I uh, I said Vegas. It's actually Bovada. Which, okay. if you say that around a gambling person, they'll oh,
0: problems, they'll, problems. Turn, they'll turn
2: purple. Um, but it is eight it's at Bovada. Eight. You can actually put money on uh, Texas A and winning less than eight games in the regular season, which I recommend you do immediately. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, their quarterback is literally their third or fourth third or fourth choice. Um, the defense isn't... I mean, it, I guess it'll still get a little bit better, but still got a ways to go. Uh, got a lot of problems. Schedule's hard as hell.
0: I mean, so they have, they have what I think can be considered for automatic wins. They have Prairie View, UTSA, New Mexico State, and at South Carolina. So that means they really just have to split the remaining games. Um, yeah, that's going to be hard.
2: And even uh, then, I mean, that's that's some Florida fan creeping in there. I don't South Carolina's I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't mark that a W right now.
0: I, I
1: Yeah, right. I, that, that No,
0: that I, game, understand. Do, I understand do you, want to know what,
1: do you want to know what that game is going to be? Oh, Jesus. That game that game is going to be hot shit on a cold plate. It's gonna be so bad. So
0: this is gonna be the one game where you're like Texas A M's defense really came to play and somehow they the offense only scored <laughs> eight points.
2: A and M's finally click their defense together. <laughs> oh, which is which Tennessee
1: is next week. By the way, it's so weird. Like there is this shift. I kind of think that Kevin Sumlin recruits like like I do when I recruit in any sort of virtual recruiting scenario, mm-hmm. which is I skip offensive line and I always just get as many five star talent players as possible. Sure. And then you wonder why you can't get them to the ball. One really weird kind of trend. This computer's the- cheating like declining offensive line quality, the further you get away from the Mike Sherman years, when Mike Sherman was on the low, really good at recruiting offensive lines that that's gone down, 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 down incrementally, but now dramatically. So after all this time, so consequently a little harder to get to all those talented people, you got to play like at wide out and tight end and flex positions. Um, there's less and less of that. This is, they just haven't gotten that.
0: This is what A&M's uh, offensive yards per play have done. In the last four seasons, 2012, second in the nation, 2013, slight drop to fourth, 2014, uh, a dip as well, but only down to 27th. And 2015 was a nice year, fellas, because they were all the way down at 69th. Nice. Behind Rutgers, behind North Carolina State. Behind Ohio, that's standard Ohio, behind Texas.
2: <laughs> I feel like that. That makes Ohio State
1: Ohio Light. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, well, Ohio like, Diesel. Yeah, that's Ohio <laughs>
0: Diesel, bro. Um, yeah, they're they were just oh man, I I. I, 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 I don't yeah, know what you say at th- this point.
1: This feels like the year he gets fired. That's, I think that's, I think that's what there. we're uh, working toward here. <laughs> yeah, because cause I'm gonna start. I'm, let's let's go schedule by schedule. Um, whew, there's some desperate battles on here. Yes, at, at Auburn. Whoa, oh. uh-huh. that's Gus. Uh-huh. That's, that's that's a lot of acid between two coaches. A lot of guys who are like, "Eh, honey, don't pay the mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> Hold that check."
0: Um, an Arkansas uh, an Arkansas team that they barely beat last year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I. this is the thing. They could be one and three when you round the horn in October.
0: Nobody respects Prairie View.
1: Nobody and which <laughs> Uh Then you got at South Carolina. You got mm-hmm. Tennessee. And Tennessee will probably smoke them.
0: I mean, that uh, feels like...
1: I don't think they're w- really well-equipped to, to face them. Although, I do want to see Josh Dobbs versus Miles Garrett. Because that... Whoo. Uh And then they'll get... They're at Alabama. Which... You you want to start adding up the scores of games since the Manzelling since it's, since the great Manzell era? It's
0: not great. It's no, it's, it's real it's bad. Not great. Yeah.
1: It it gets real nasty when you start to get uh look at how badly that that alleged rivalry has gone. Yeah. Since one victory in Tuscaloosa caught Nick Saban napping since one failed Browns quarterback left town. <laughs> one, one failed Browns every, quarterback.
0: Every town has a failed Browns quarterback. Look around, and if you can't identify him, it's you.
1: Uh, yeah. The, you really. Whew, this is bad.
0: Okay. So, so can they can they get to eight? No. Give Give him the let's please for the sake of argument. Can we say that A and M is going to beat South Carolina? If A and M can't beat South Carolina, then. Jason's absolutely right, and you should take every under you can find for the Texas A&M win win total. But I would like to believe that things are still in such a state of disarray in Columbia that Texas A&M should still be able to beat them. Not necessarily by a lot, not necessarily in a way that gives you any confidence, but at least chalk that up as a W.
1: I think I ain't that, that. I, I ain't watching that game. You're I'll gonna watch. You, you know up. what?
0: You've watched so much worse, so many worse games than that. You're absolutely watching it. You fucking liar!
1: I'm not watching. No, i have watched enough Will Muschamp football. No, it's I don't. No, I don't need. It, I don't need to watch a South Carolina game.
0: Spencer Hall. Spencer. Spencer Hall. Watch your South Carolina. If if Texas A and M has already lost to UCLA, and either Auburn or Arkansas. Because if they've already lost it both, I don't think it really matters what happens in South Carolina. But if you are watching Kevin Sumlin coach for his job on the road against Will Muschamp, you are absolutely going to watch that game, and you are a liar to claim otherwise.
1: You can call me a liar if you want. It's not coming off this plate, Ma. That's that's <laughs> called that's, that's that's cauliflower, and I'm not eating it.
0: Just put oh Jesus! I told you to hide it in his burrito.
1: Put some hot sauce on South Carolina. Um, you can. It's like dog medicine. You can put it in peanut butter. I'm not eating it.
0: He'll find it. He can smell well, why, the. He can smell the mustard champ.
2: Why would you eat dog medicine? So <laughs> I feel like this season is it's a six and six,
0: but okay. that's
2: that's a long play. That's that's a slow, patient, steady play because there will come a point in this season as there are in all things Kevin Sumlin at Texas A&M where A&M's riding really high right. like I don't know maybe they beat Tennessee maybe they beat Bama mm-hmm. and we all look around like oh shit look oh. at you haters and doubters oh, all boy. Aggie swag back all mm-hmm. they yeah. did a video dancing and all that because like you know everybody likes Sumlin except for Texas fans Cause, even though they're not rivals it's weird um, <laughs> but like th- that moment will arrive and then a month later we'll be like holy shit we thought A&M was like steady again oh yeah
0: then, uh, the, yeah a and m transfer absolutely transferred during the season how'd they do that remember they were they were ranked 23rd <laughs> they haven't even won three games how'd that happen
1: yeah i mean like if i was to look at things and say okay you can win okay i'll, I'll be real charitable you get ucla wow okay. you beat ucla okay. i don't know how but you beat ucla sure okay it's at kyle field it's the first week of the season nobody knows what the hell they're doing sure one to zero. Prairie View. And then you take a loss to Auburn. Which, again, that's kind of like, hell, I'll give you that, 3-0. Then things start to get kind of bad because I don't think you're beating Arkansas. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right? Especially not in the Burke Dome in Arlington. It's like a second home. (laughs) 3-1 at South Carolina. I'll give you that, 4-1. Not going to watch it, but I'll give it to you. You're not beating Tennessee, you're 4-2. You're not beating Alabama, that's 4-3. You beat New Mexico State, now we're at 5-3. You're not beating Mississippi State. That's five and four. Mississippi State's just too good in the line. Like, they're actually – like, their front sevens are pretty decent. So, uh, And that's not the case with Texas A&M. So, now we're at what? Five and four? Yeah. Old Miss, you're not beating Old Miss. So, that's five and five. You beat UTSA. They're six. There you go. You get six because you're not beating LSU. Yeah.
0: Fine. All right. Six and six. Gig them. Um –
1: that's by the way. I think that's pretty charitable to get right. to six and six. I think this is the. I think it more or less ends up like if I'm charitable. I think we can agree on six and six. This is the season where Kevin Sumlin gets fired because if he goes six and six, that's good. This could be like a four and eight, easy.
0: Hey, four and eight doesn't always get you fired. Uh, let's talk about UCLA. That, that... I,
1: I, I hate you, someone.
0: <laughs> Should have eaten your must champ. Um, UCLA is a fascinating team to me. Uh, Josh Rosen is so, 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 so potentially great. Last year he was, uh, I, I think what I what is so impressive about him for somebody who started as a true freshman was that he avoided sacks super well. Like, he didn't always put the ball where it needed to be, and he had some games where he just sort of couldn't, you could tell the th- things were happening too fast for him and he couldn't adjust, but... He 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 never looked incredibly uncomfortable in the pocket. Um, that's no, that.
1: it, you know what you know what he has. Yeah, he has those little like shifty Marino moves. Yeah, like little Dan Marino pocket moves that like you know who was good at that. Mark Sanchez was also really good at that. Yes. I know at the college level. Yes, no, the they co- are level. they
0: are they are the uh, the moves of the older man at a wedding. Who you're like, oh, he can dance a little bit. Look at the, I did not know Jim could dance. Did you?
1: Yeah, are you are you live subtweeting me?
0: Kind of am.
1: You're
0: right. <Yeah. laughs> um, that said, he is without four of his top five receiving targets from last year. He does not have his running back coming back. Uh, he he's gonna have to take on uh, a good bit of responsibility. As a very young man, playing for Jim yeah. Mora, the the most patient man in California. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, and can I can I give you Zen, this too?
0: Zen master Jim Moore.
1: <laughs> Jim, let's let's just let's just ask you what your what your opinion on Zen is. Well, just imagine a rock's not a fucking rock, okay? If you look at a fucking rock, that fucking rock isn't necessarily a rock if you look at it the right way. At one point, it's an object, and then it's not fucking there, is it? That's fucking Zen.
0: And then did he be the rock,
1: down. not the fucking rock? You know what I mean?
0: Um, UCLA also last year, totally derailed season, totally derailed because the defense, uh, I think Bill C's article said that at one point, half of the starting defense was out with injury. That's oh a very, my curse. That's a like very they? hard way to play a season as it turns out.
2: <laughs> yeah. When you lose, when you lose miles, Jack, when you lose Eddie V down front, I'm not going to say his whole last name. It's very long, but, uh, yeah, they had really big injuries and they had a f- true freshman quarterback. And uh we're still pretty good until the Eddie very last Van- game.
1: Eddie Vanderdoze. V. Yeah, yeah. Eddie V. Eddie it's... Vanderdoze. Also Tom Bradley back. Uh-huh. So what you get same defensive coordinator coming back. Uh, a
0: lot of you have a lot of guys with uh experience back as a result of the Walking Wounded uh tour that you had last year. Um Yeah, I don't know. It's it's Jim Mora is the coach that has done a lot more with UCLA than I think anybody thought he was going to do, but has still reached that point where what I love about the Texas A&M game is we are taking the college football's two sons that perpetually we have so much hope in. Every year, Jim Mora... And Kevin Sumlin, oh, this is the year they're going to get it together. He's going to start his own business. He got he filed for a business loan himself, and he's planning on moving out of the house. And, oh, no, why is my car repossessed? What happened? Did you sign up? Did you use my car as collateral for the business loan? God damn it, Jim Mora. I can't trust you anymore.
1: Yeah. And part of that, by the way, like he can legitimately claim uh, lightning struck my business because it did.
0: Yeah. Because they
1: had they had the worst injury luck. I was trying to think of a team that suffered, like we joked about Iowa for a number of years, sure. having really bad injury luck. Mm-hmm. This wasn't even close yeah. to like airbag, angry Iowa, running back, hating got. Nope, not even close. Their defense was decimated. So he kind of has an excuse for why he defaulted on that loan. Um, and that led to a very nasty stat. One you really don't want to have, which is to be real bad against the run, because uh, remember, it's way easier to just run the ball and beat you than it is to attempt something ambitious like passing. Would you care to guess where their rushing defense was nationally last oh, year?
0: God, in, in, After, in yards per game or yards per carry or what are we talking?
1: Uh, we're we're going to go
2: total yards per game.
0: Okay.
2: Well, ne- Nebraska tacked on a solid 400 or oh, so. I God, believe I
0: forgot about <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah remember
2: that. Oh my. And God, Nebraska wasn't exactly good at offense. Nebraska was sort of mm. fine at offense but can UCLA
0: I can I, can I cheat like- can I cheat and say are they inside the top 100?
1: Oh buddy man they are they are just barely hanging on to that yes. house at the edge of the subdivision. Yes.
0: Hey listen man it's it's all about being in the 144.
1: Doesn't they're matter if you're ma-
0: first or 143rd.
1: They're still they're still making the payments man but that mortgage it's getting to be unmanageable. There are hundred and twenty-eight teams, so yep, they're they're ahead of North
2: Dakota State. If
0: they if yep. they didn't want if if the minimum payment was bad, why did they list it as an option? <laughs> they should, UCLA make it, team, should make it higher. A flare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to me,
1: they, it's, it's, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say that uh, in terms of in terms of where they're at, uh, they're they're at ninety eight degrees of bad. They're exactly 98th in the nation for the 2015 season.
0: The Nick Lachey of defenses.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are totally the Nick Lachey of defenses. Wandering the beach, not doing much tackling. Still kind
0: of of handsome, doesn't have a lot to do.
1: No, no. So they have to stiffen up against the run. The good thing is, as you mentioned, they have a dude who can make some awe-inspiring throws. Like Rosen just makes some throws where you go, oh my God, how did you see that?
0: Um, and Hey, texas a i A&M, I'm sure they won't let him do that over and over and over and over again. Nope. 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 Airtight. <laughs> Not, Air one. Tight. Not um, one bit. Yeah. So this is, this is kind of a, this feels like kind of a, I guess it's a transition year for UCLA. Last year was the year where it was, they were really supposed to just dominate the South you know, have a good shot at winning the conference as a whole. A lot of people had them in the discussion for going to the playoff. With everybody they lost, it feels like expectations can't nearly be that high. But you're still talking about a division that is not clearly in the grasp of anybody else. So I think it's not unreasonable to look at this UCLA team and say, yeah. Three, four losses seems within the realm of possibility, but they could still win the South.
1: They still could. I just I don't I don't see them improving on the the run that much. Yeah. Also, they're probably going to have to like offensively. It's going to be a slight change from what they were doing before with Kennedy, Palomalu. allegedly wanting to be more physical with the run game, which to me says, (laughs) yeah, yeah, good luck. they're doing
2: fullbacks and such. I mean, yeah, yeah, they could win the South. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Yeah. North's going to win the conference. It, so. is a,
0: it is a pretty meaningless regional award at this point.
1: Yeah. Um, if I were to look at games where I go, yeah, they're going to lose. I'll probably lose to Stanford. Yes. Yeah, I know. Number one fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're probably going to lose to – I don't think that – I mean, USC, that's that's a game, right? I mean, I, I don't – See, USC as being anything proven. There are a lot of teams that they managed to catch in the lurch this year. That I think, you know, like I think Utah is a tough, a tough matchup for them just in terms of what Utah does. So I don't know. Nine and three seems like maybe sure. throwing a rogue, a rogue loss there. Nine and three seems like a doable thing here.
2: Yeah, nine and three, and we say that Washington State game kicks off at like ten fifteen Eastern, because then that's a wazoo win.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: In like the eighth quarter.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'm good with that. Let's do the last one. West the last team of the entire Power 5. And therefore our number 1 <laughs> our number 1 West Virginia Mountaineers Woo. who uh sure they they're, they here's the one good thing I'll say about West Virginia last year. They got out of this very frustrating pattern where they would beat somebody that they they would play out of their minds and beat somebody Very highly ranked, ruined somebody's season, and then they would shit the bed. 2012, they beat number 11 Texas, then they lost to unranked Texas Tech by 35 points. 2013, they beat number 11 Oklahoma State, but before that they got shut out by unranked Maryland. 2014, they beat number four Baylor, and then lost to unranked Texas by 17 points. Last year, they pretty much just beat the teams they were better than with the possible exception of Kansas state. And they lost to the teams that they weren't as good as. And I guess that's comforting in the sense that it's stable, but God damn it. West Virginia football is not supposed to be stable.
1: Yeah. And let me, let me give you, by the way, uh, things that they can count on, right. Which I think is instability. I just think they have an uneven roster because of where they are. Remember West Virginia population wise, like punches so far above their weight in terms of population, it's not even funny. Like they shouldn't—they shouldn't even be like in D one, in terms of the number of people that they have in state. So what they do is pretty, like remarkable overall. I don't want to take that away from them. They're just uneven. Somehow they manage to always get like a talented running back. They always manage to have one dude on defense who this year, uh, Noble. I'm gonna try to say the last name. Do it. Do it. Unwachukwu.
0: Great. Good enough. You said it with confidence. Yeah.
1: There we go. All right. He's he's fantastic. He's going to be the dude off their front, their front three uh, who makes a difference. But that's really it. Like, they're not a consistent team. It's hard for them. Like, for them to win nine or ten games is always sort of like a minor miracle for me. And they do it with more consistency than you would think.
0: Yeah. I mean, Skylar Howard is definitely the biggest – one of the biggest X factors. I think in – in the Big 12 at least just because last year he he torches Maryland, he torches Baylor, torches absolutely torches Arizona State in the bowl game. But then the variance just you look at his numbers against TCU and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and they're just garbage. Like it's it, it's very odd to have a quarterback that you say, yeah, he could he can realistically go out there and complete 65-70% of his passes. It could also be 40 he could throw for 300 yards. It could also be 120. He could throw four touchdowns. It could also be four interceptions. It's, yeah. a, it's a very particular game. Uh, it's like playing a scratch-off where one option is you win a million dollars and the other option is somebody comes over and cuts off one of your toes. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's Don't play that scratch-off, although that does sound like a West Virginia lottery game. Yeah. Um, I would take a look at the schedule
1: because it's it's kind of weird it's weird it's weird every year that they're it's, in the big 12
0: it's, it's wild and wonderful
1: uh literally
0: uh they start with missouri uh at home in a game that based on today's news with several two prominent missouri players who won't be on the team this year just got a little easier uh then they host youngstown state remind me again who's coaching uh, the penguins Oh, they'll be both polite. <laughs> I will absolutely watch this game just for that reason. And then
2: chance, chance to impress his former conference.
0: <laughs> and then the uh maybe one of the strangest neutral site games we have all season. Uh week 4 they play BYU at FedEx Field.
2: Yeah. Um that's about as weird as it gets in terms of fan base, locality, uh-huh. everything. The
0: winner style gets, of, style of play. The winner gets to go out for a nice club sandwich with Kirk Cousins. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it feels like
2: every single game on the on the schedule is a toss up. That's um, that, including that is, Youngstown
1: that, State. To be wow. honest, wow. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they'll they'll be fine. They'll be fine. I kind of feel like. I mean, I don't know what BYU is either. Right. Like there's a, like the under new management question really brings to, like and Also, that's a West to East, which yeah. oof, I'll, uh, I'll give it. Uh, I'll give the advantage to BYU or to West Virginia there. And I don't think I think we've said previously Kansas State and all that. And honestly, West Virginia is a better team than every team, I think, on paper up until you get to
0: TCU. Yes, I think that's probably right.
1: So that's like I think they they could be five and zero. Oh.
0: They could like be that's... five and zero. Oh, four and one seems maybe a little more realistic because while they it are seems better, a
1: little more, it seems a little more on brand. Well, they are yeah. they are
0: better on paper than most, if not all, of these teams. They're not significantly better than all of them.
2: And these they're not teams. they're not consistent. And we're also right. throwing in a long, long,
1: long
0: trip all the way to Lubbock in yeah. there. Yeah. Um. But I mean, four this, four this, and one the, seems realistic to start the season.
1: I mean, just overall, like, I can find seven wins here if I'm being pretty optimistic. So, like, seven wins, and let's say that you just get the offense absolutely humming. There's eight. This is an eight and four team if they have a really good year.
2: I'll go seven. I think they lost a lot of important pieces on defense, and we saw last year, like, when Carl Joseph went down, that changed the entire team, and he's not back, so.
0: So, is that enough to keep Dan Holgerson at West Virginia?
2: It should be. I, I mean, I, what in the world do they expect out of this program I mean, stuck in the Big Twelve?
0: I just really liked the idea of a lot of teams having to choose between Dane Holgerson or Lane Kiffin for head coach <laughs> openings. Twenty um, again, Lane well, Kiffin, West Virginia head coach.
1: Yeah, again, if Lane Kiffin ends up at the head coach of West Virginia, something's gone wrong.